When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello everyone and thanks for tuning in to episode 198 of GigPod. Bit of a disclaimer here, there might not be a lot of laughs on this episode and it may even be as brief as possible, purely down to the selfishness of me, Stevie, as I'm still recovering from illness. But one man who is in even worse condition than myself, by default, is Rizzo, who joins me today from Molly Malone's. Hello John. Hello Stevie, hello everybody and let me just say you're a legend and a hero. For managing to do a pod for wonderful Molly Malone's even though you're ill. What a legend you are. It was uh, a mortal word you said to me. Christ, you're looking some, Nick. It uh, wasn't that. Severe. You do look tired. I'll be kind to say I'm you very, look tired. I'm very fatigued. A bit like you when you're trying to edit a podcast, John. <laughs> In the good old days. We're no longer real men, though. We're no drinking. No, we're drinking uh, soft drinks, would you believe? We'll Sad. Be, we'll, next time we'll be back in the hard stuff. And we'll be drinking alcohol as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, eh... Uh, no, of course, we were meant to come here for the Rose County game, me and Dan, but we had to cancel. And you were no well? No, I, 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 I had to, I had a, a technical mishap. I had to wait for my new phone to arrive and it didn't turn up. But of course, anyway, of course, Apple, who do, of course, Apple Podcasts, where everybody should like and subscribe to GigPod. Very nice, John. That was very good. Right, so, of course, we didn't do a pod after the athletical game because you had the flu and I had the flu as well, but I'm a bit better than you. Celtic made it worse. They played, Celia played a little bit of the floor. So we lost 6 nothing, and uh, it was embarrassing. Starting to wonder, you know, is it just me that gets embarrassed with Celtic in Europe with these type of results? Rhetorical question there, obviously it's not, but I do take it pretty badly. I remember the 7-0 defeat against Barcelona. In fact, well, the 6-1, I just thought it was a one-off with, with Lenny in 2013, when I think Fraser Foster actually stopped it being like... 10 or 11 that day. That was a bad Celtic. It was a poor, it was, and we'll talk about that 
particular seasons, and I'm sure the 6-1 I just thought, you know, one off. Celtic could beat off up media 5 0, of course, and I just thought we were not going to see anything like that again. And you won the double that season, believing the League Cup. And then think about it, I guess football has just advanced, and the gap between the elite and Celtic, the gap just gets bigger and bigger to the point as long as we are playing in Scotland, I honest, you know my feelings on it, John. I don't yes. think that, and I know you, you really disagree, maybe that's another chat for another time, but I, I just can't see he's ever competing in that Champions League and that's not just woes me and Celtic can't do better they can if they invest but they choose not to and that's just the way Celtic are always going to be John and as a result look at the team that we put out we couldn't get near Athletic on Madrid uh, a lot of that was down to how we started even before we went down to 10 men No and of course the other big story that came out of that game is Dyson's injury he's out for I think between 4 and 6 weeks so that's 2 of our biggest players out him and uh, Rio Hitati we didn't miss him at the weekend, but I mean, we've got some big games coming up. December's is going to be crazy with all the games we've got. Like, I think 10 games, maybe, or something like that. I'm so lazy, I kind of were looking it up. But how, how much. Classic gig pod research. Yeah, but how much uh, do you think we're going to miss Dyson? Because I, I know he can be frustrating, but there's no another player like him in the squad that can, like, harass and harry opposition players like he does. He'll be a, a massive miss, especially in Europe. They're just going to be able to see the drop-off when we play against Lazio. Even look at it, the, the reason he gets sent off against Atletico is because they pinpointed him as a danger man after his uh, performance in the first game against him at Celtic Park. He was terrific in that first half, ran out of steam in the second, but he still kept going. And I think that, you know, it was classic European cynicism, wasn't it? And you just mm. knew that we fell right into the trap there. Um, do I think it was a red card? No, I don't. I think it was very weak. But in today's terms in UEFA you're always going to run that risk aren't you and as soon as they freeze frame it it's always going to make it look far worse than what it is and by default the ref is going to go with these bigger teams we've actually got 8 games in December which isn't as many as I thought it was we've got 2 in November 1 in December and 1 in January before the break under Brendan the first time it felt like we played like 10 or 11 games in December yeah we've got Motherwell at home and Lazio away in November then alone in December and the last game before the break is Simon away in the second of January so we'll talk about that of course more near the time but let's talk about the game there on Sunday where we hammered hapless Aberdeen 6 or feeble Aberdeen as they were called in BBC uh, the BBC Sports app they don't usually say words that after Rangers have gloried their way to victory of course with us for another day I noticed that BBC really talked up Rangers and they win it uh, the Anthony McInerney Stadium I see you get two penalties again. There's a, there's a shock. There's two league games, I think, in a row. Going to hold, hold me, I'm going to faint, John. A two league games, or a three, they've had two penalties. Or they got they get a penalty in the other game as well. And they get a penalty on this It's a penalty faced at Ibrooks. But then, of course, uh, a liar that I know said that the the first penalty they got yesterday was a stone wall. So, let's say about that liar, the better. <laughs> what, what team does that liar support? Rangers, shockingly enough. John, I'm going to faint again, please hold me. Although he did say that that Aberdeen player that should have got sent after Steve was an idiot so yeah we'll talk about we'll that, talk later, about that later you actually did a read so select so and yeah it was you said David Turnbull you expected to start as well as James Forrest but in the end it turns out that Odin Holm I'm not even going to use his middle name his name is Odin <laughs> Holm I don't buy that stupid middle name I really don't I, I, I love Metal Gear and all that that's like me saying my middle name was just like solid or Big Boss or something and you was actually you, going to, no? you was going a long way and going aye okay Steve we'll call you that I, I, Honestly, he's got to grow up. His name is Odin Holm. End of. Uh, but anyway, 
him and Yang started. Uh, it was the right team then because Yang, what a, what a stormer he had. I thought Yang was brilliant and I, I was surprised because I, I did think it was a game made for Tumble because, no disrespect to him, but he does well against that level of opposition. He always scores and he did score. In fact, we'll talk about that more later. Your prediction about that? We just laughed, didn't we? We did. I thought Forrest would start because he's been in and around the squad recently. Yang hasn't started for a while. But obviously Brendan must have thought we'll give Yang a go. I thought Yang was excellent, especially in the first half. I thought home really can't judge him because I mean the midfield had a quiet day. Matt O'Reilly dominated the home out. Matt was brilliant, more than him in a wee bit. I mean, I suppose it worked because I thought Yang had his best game for us. Home, I don't know. I mean, he's no suspender in Europe anymore, so we can bring him back for Lazio. And then I don't it, think Brendan will no, maybe no. We'll talk. There's a question about that, and ask Rizzo, which we'll talk about later. But I don't know, Yang. I mean, I, I thought he'd done that first goal. I know you want to talk about the part played by Roos, the hapless Aberdeen goalkeeper in it. But I thought it was a great cross by Brian De Palma, and I thought like Yang was right place, right time, head in the net. It was crazy. I don't know what he was trying to do coming for that ball, but I do have to say a big shout out to Palma because that's now twice in a row, and against Hibs infuriated me cutting in constant and the boy Miller just read him like a book so easy that said that was against Ross County he went uh, down the left and clipped one in for Forrest with his left foot brilliant ball then yesterday for Yang went past Devlin uh, it terrorised him shifted onto his left foot and it was a good ball in I still don't know what Roos was doing but I think Yang does his credit for keeping his eye on the ball and being instinctive to put it in like that and also John will you want to maybe talk about that in a wee second I wasn't at the game no you weren't uh, you can tell the listeners why if you won't I did not pass a fitness test No that's right And I was actually meant to ask you When was the last time you missed a Celtic League game at home? That, that, if you were nearly on holiday or something I mean Thinking here Being the super fan that I am I know Mr Celtic uh, No I can't, I can't even think You I, didn't miss any I don't think I missed any last season no. You didn't miss any oh, did, you, did you not miss Oh no You went to that one with me Did you the Hearts game we won me you went to that one the 4-1 game that I was the game where you gave your ticket well I'm sure the listeners will be dying to hear me about me <laughs> being a super fan no honestly I can't think well you are going to miss the, one of the, the derbies I'm going to be miss one of the derbies because I'm a gentleman yes yes you're giving me the ticket for that thank you bro what a legend you are yeah again but uh, no so that was 1-0 after only 9 minutes a perfect start and then 7 minutes later 2-0 a goal yet again Yang had a lot to do with making a great driving run in the box he passed to the the irrepressible Matt O'Reilly and his uh, low cross was slammed into the back of net by Kyogo it's a very Ange goal though. I was I was going to say that I know the wonderful group chat they were in with some unnamed individuals one of the names said it was a very Ange goal and it was definitely Ange if he saw that it would have been like oh look mate that goal would have been a wonder goal in any league fantastic satire there. thank you I feel a bit bad for Ange because like even though, I was thinking that even when he was at Celtic, we never conceded that two goals in injury time, did we know? We conceded that goal in injury time at Hearts, his very first league game, but we never conceded twice in injury time when he was there. No, but we were the big dogs, and Tottenham are certainly not big dogs down in that league. No, well, league that is what a game that was yesterday. Oh, I know, I, I was waiting on that. Man there. City 4, Chelsea 4, game of the, game of the century, Ansi. But no, I thought it was a brilliant goal. Again, I know later on you're going to talk about how I would a shit. But I mean, if that goal had been scored in Angers era, people would be 
doing cartwheels. I mean, I suppose yesterday, I think we need to talk about it, is the atmosphere, obviously. It was hard for us to judge because we weren't there. But the atmosphere, obviously everybody knows the Green Brigade on the rail. That's a bigger story, but the atmosphere did sound pretty quiet. Didn't really have an effect on the game, though. No, it just sort of reminded me of a game, a midweek game. Like, see, even when the Green Brigade are there, in a midweek game, the atmosphere's always crap. No, I was thinking too, Brendan's got some record against Aberdeen. But well, I think he's won every single game other than the one that didn't matter. Oh, the, when, one, the one that we... We deliberately threw the game so the Rangers couldn't finish. That's right, couldn't finish second, guys, so Aberdeen could finish second. Considine second. scored. He did, a man who scored loads of OGs against us, weird enough. He scored two OGs think, against I us. I think at 1-0 the game was done. 2-0, you just knew right away that Aberdeen weren't coming back from it. I think the only thing Johnny Hayes ran through, had a shot off target and they did nothing else after that. We had a couple of sort of half chances, but none really that I can remember like great chances in the first half about for that. I think we just controlled the game, and especially after uh, midweek when we were chasing Atletico for like 70 odd minutes, you could tell that we weren't going to go full pelt, but we didn't need to. And I did say as well that Aberdeen just weren't equipped to be playing Thursday, Sunday. They were playing in Greece, they got a two-week draw there on Thursday night, a couple of days of recovery, and they come to Celtic Park for an earlier kickoff. And I said before the game, they're going to be knackered. I mean, I totally underestimated just how knackered they'd be. Because, John, after 10 minutes or so, they looked, like, exhausted. To an extent, I'll give them their due. I know they were playing a high-tempo game midweek. But see, to be that puffed out after, like, 10 minutes or so, I thought that was inexcusable for a professional football team. It was fucking embarrassing. I don't care how harsh I sound about it. It was... Like it was really embarrassing to watch. That's no problem though. No, it's no. Because of what happened that we're going to talk about in a minute, I've got no sympathy for Aberdeen. Aberdeen showed that they're no serious by appointing no, Barry Robson. And like, we beat Aberdeen, I think Aberdeen were even worse yesterday than we were when we beat them 5 0. Uh, in the last game of last And they were hungover. And in the last game of last season. Because they'd already clinched third place, and that game was literally meaningless for them. Or o scored twice that game as well, by the way, so O scored four goals against that body. That's right, so he has. Right, so now on to the next talking point, and I thought we're going to have to talk about good old Bar again, those wonderful guys, Willie Collum and John Beaton, the, the dream team, the dream duo. As everybody knows, I mean, Slobodan Rubizic went in for a ridiculous sort of shoulder charge, sort of hated, aggressive challenge on Kyogo, who got a sort of concussion. He couldn't. He went on Instagram, I think it was the day, and said he couldn't remember leaving the pitch or anything. He got checked in the hospital. It seems to be all right. So I don't know. You're a doctor, eh? He said he's all right. So if Kyogo says it, it must be true. It's, I don't know. I'd have my doubt if he if he'd play against Motherwell, but uh, we'll just need to wait and see. But he's no. He's not going to be with Japan. Good. But that challenge by uh, Rubzic, who has been booked now eight times, by the way, since he joined Aberdeen. What in the summer? Aye, booked eight times. But, but let me guess, Robson will say he's not that type of player. Well, no, but a, a aforementioned liar called him a... I'll need to find what he said about him in a minute. Why was that not a red card? In what world is that not a red card? Apart from the world of Scottish football. Yeah, any other league, you know, that, that's deemed a, a reckless and dangerous uh, challenge, no doubt about it. And I, seeing it in real time, I thought to myself, Christ, that was a bad one. But then seeing it in the replay, like you're actually wincing watching that and you're going, ow. Like, you can feel the full force of that to the point where Kyogo's like, before Kyogo hits the deck, he's out cold. They didn't even show a replay. Like, they, you know, when that happens, when guys are seriously injured, they just, like, cut tail like, the amazing, managers. But it's amazing, I've not bothered, you know, looking at any, like, any clips of it on certain applications of the social media variety. But I can just imagine that you've got every other Scottish football fan is probably, like, seeing that clip 
Conkeel go a dive and go nothing in it and that's the problem as well when challenges like that aren't called out and they're just seen as fair game on Celtic players and then of course Celtic gets hard with a victim brush Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, Dermot Gallagher said it wasn't a red card, which is just. Is that not a guy that kids all his English? Aye. Well, it's obviously the right voice I thought it there, isn't it? According to a lying Rangers fan, uh, that Aberdeen player is quote unquote a dangerous fucking idiot of a player. Oh, yes. I think we should like put about £100 each on him getting sent off against Rangers either at Putaudry or in the League Cup final. Because it's stick on him getting sent off. Definitely give away a penalty as well. Aye. For a challenge like that, probably. But they'll get sent off for that one, of course. But, I mean. I don't want to sound like if somebody writes a blog about Celtic, but beating and calm are just horrendous. I mean, see Celtic, I know we always say, why don't Celtic say something? But they should. They should They should complain. Well, we didn't say anything when we get called anti-Semitic, so... That's true. They should, they should complain about how bad that decision was, because, I mean, we don't know how bad Kyogo's injury is. That could have been, like... A career ender. If you saw that in the street, you'd be phoning Plod and all that, and I'm not being over the top. That was terrible, and we don't usually talk about other teams, as you know, and this or other teams of players, but that was so, so bad, I just can't believe it. But thank you, the wonderful referees in Scottish football. I mean, no content with getting penalties for just dives yesterday in the Rangers game. There are no getting red cards for that. What a, what a job. And thankfully, we got a penalty. We did, but of course, the referee, William Collum, missed it somehow, even though. Oh, did get kicked when he like, tried to get shot away and a normal referee would have saw that same as when we got that penalty against St Mern when Beaton missed the handball somehow brilliant referee we did get the third goal 77th minute Lewis Palmer he's run up reminding me of Simone Zazas for Italy legend the guy that balloned the other bar against, the other Germany. Bar against Germany did aye. you see that I did kill Russ as well like trying to I kick sort up. of kicked up the penalty spot why need you he got booked for that that was actually a rare bit of sanity if you really good penalty for Palmer and uh, as we were saying John the impact he's made I don't want to keep lazily comparing him to Chris Commons here but when you look at the impact Chris Commons made with his goals and assists when he joined like scored in his debut 
against Aberdeen. I mean, it's a lot of four one one. I think it was a four 0 Four one in the Scottish League Cup. In the Scottish League Cup, yeah. You look at Palmer. I think that's his eighth game. That's his fifth goal, and he's got six assists. Five well. assists. That's crazy. I thought it was going to be O'Reilly when they when they first showed it, but uh, so you're thought about the penalty taker there as well. I just really hope that even if he does miss one, we don't go chop the chain. You've got to just stick them there. I know. So that was in the 77th minute, 3-0. And then we were in the injury time. Was it nine minutes or ten minutes injury time? Nine minutes. Nine injury minutes injury time. time. It was only 3-0. And then by the time we finished injury time, it ended up 6-0. 4-0. And who scored? The man you predicted, David Tumble. I did say it, you didn't I? Message you, same when Tumble came on. It was score one of the goals. That, you know, a long way. It was a, a pass for Palmer. But and actually, it was a good, good goal see, to get I'm it off the post. That. I, I thought, Bruce, it, I thought Ruth went down in instalments. It was shocking. Mm. Really, I can believe if that's any a competent goalie, that's never going in. It was a bit crappy. The fifth goal wasn't crappy. It was all with a, a good header, a very close range header. Lewis Palmer, a brilliant cross. And tell the listeners what goal reminded you of. Well, I posted it on the Instagram account not so long after the full time whistle. But it was a goal that Henrik Larson, who's that, scored against Dundee in a 6 1 win. And uh, amazingly enough, November 1998, Wibble got a ball out in the left wing and he crossed it as I say it's on the Instagram uh, account for Gigpod just crossed it in with the outside of his right foot right on the Henrik's head fantastic goal I think that actually made it 4 or 5 at the time as well that, that game was 6-1 crazy wasn't it against uh, Dundee but aye, some technique for Palmer brilliant ball in and again just when uh, when those headed it but if you look at Roos he actually jumps over the ball as well it's a nightmare <laughs> that guy you had and then the 99th minute it was 6 and it was Matt O'Reilly with his second assist of the game. A, a brilliant pass from middle of the park to put O clean through and like, he had options. He could have passed to James Forrest, but he just went and uh, rammed it into the back of the net for his second goal of the game. Fourth against Aberdeen, his career's third goal of the season. And I mean, obviously, he's not on the same level as Kyogo, and it's no fair to compare him. But if Kyogo is out injured against Mullerwell, for example, I wouldn't have any issue with all starting that game. No, definitely not. And that was my favourite finish of the day. I think um, I love for the fact that he gave the keeper the eyes and he thought he was going to put it in the far corner. But he clinically slotted it past him. It was an emphatic finish. Finish for a guy that's full of confidence around that's great because when we were in this pub, uh, did a podcast after the Harps game, we remember that all was in the last 10 minutes. He was so frustrated and missing chances. And we, we did say he just needs a goal. Um, he finally got his goal against the Minnan. Um, he played very well against Ross County and he was unlucky to get a goal disallowed there and then he scored two there. So he'll be buzzing now and I would definitely be starting him against uh, Murrable if Kyogo is in 100%. So that's, that's a three goals in his last three league games, I think, or three or four league games. So that's a, that's a good return. Yep, so it's 6 0 and we're, we're eight points clear, of course. That is maybe a wee bit false because Rangers do have a game in hand, but. I mean, if we keep winning our games up until the derby, it'll be eight points at least, or it could even be 11 because we're obviously playing Hearts in December when Rangers have got that League Cup final. And I know you've been very bullish about the league, the prospects he's winning it. I'm a bit uh, reticent now because I think we'll have some tough games next month. The schedule has got to be a nightmare. We've got big players missing. I mean, I've seen on a, an unnamed forum people are bigging up Mark Lawwell because... Yang played well yesterday and Palmer played well yesterday. I mean, in home stuff, but it's far too early to tell how good. Tell you right now, see on this uh, unnamed forum. Yes. I guarantee you, if Yang doesn't step up against Lazio, 
it'll be a boom busting. We'll see he's crap and he should be out the team. Uh, well, like, getting into this break, are you as confident as ever that we're going to make it uh, three in a row? Yeah, I think this Celtic team, John, first and foremost, are full of winners still at the core. This round of fixtures is a lot easier for us compared to going to like Easter Road, Tynecastle, Pataudry, Ibrox. So, like, we've got so many teams to come to Celtic Park now. And you look at our record at Celtic Park, we've not been beat there since the Covid season. Does that even count, John? No. Back in January 2021 against St Mirren. And there was even games after that. We were garbage and we still didn't get beat at Celtic Park. Um, teams are like coming there um, domestically. And even if we're not at our best, we're very likely to get a result anyway, John. So, uh, yeah. I think we'll navigate these next round of fixtures pretty well, but I just can't see this Celtic team throwing away the lead that they've got in the now. No, maybe. It's, it's still too early for me. I mean, I'm confident we'll win the league, but if you want, I'll briefly go through the fixtures. We'll come back. Motherwell at home, Lazio away, St Johnson away, Motherwell at home, Kelly away, Feyenoord at home, Hearts at home, Levy at home, Dundee away, Rangers at home, and... Is there any other fixtures you think that will be hazardous for us? Just, just Rangers at home. No, even like sort of hearts just three days after final. Genuinely, no. I think that'll be difficult. I think. Uh, I don't. I, I think St Johnson away and Kelly away. No, will be difficult. I, I think St George is because Lovino have like every single player behind Watson the ball. Come back to me, right? And if we do drop points there, I'll happily say, yeah, I'll finish. And I'm confident we'll win, but I just think like the the amount of football is obviously going to have an effect. I mean, because don't forget we played. Hibs away that game that I thankfully missed like just a couple of days after a midweek game and we dropped points just thinking Celtic Park but a totally different animal yeah I think we'll, I think I always think we'll win the league but I think it'll be difficult I'm not as like doom laden as somebody else that we know but uh, about Celtic I don't know if that's an act or a belief if, if I probably does believe it but I don't know I mean I don't think the league's over yet it's far too early to tell we still need to play Rangers three teams but I am confident we'll win the league right so before we go it's time for our favourite part of the show Ask Greedzo, the new feature where I answer questions from our wonderful Instagram followers. So, Stevie, ask away. Right, John, the first question comes from Monty, great guy. And he asks, who would your midfield three moving forward with Hitati out be? McGregor, O'Reilly, probably a water, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that's who I would go for, but I think I'll probably home. But that's who I would go for. Stuffcrust85 asks... What position do we need to strengthen the most and how confident are you that we'll address it? I'm assuming he means in the January window. We're 0% confidence that we address whatever position we need. We need a striker obviously because everybody's going to be leaving for the Asian Cup and Brendan even admitted that. We definitely need a striker. Really that's what I'm thinking about. We'll goalkeeper as well and left back but I don't see signing either of them in January. I think we'll be signing them in the summer. But I think we'll sign a striker. That Danish, I think that Danish guy maybe got linked with him, a, a four million pound move or something. I think we'll maybe sign him, but no, I'm, I'm not confident that we'll address the issues that we've got in the squad because we never do. What do you think of the situation with the Green Brigade? Well, it'd be good if everybody came together in a, in a Celtic family, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. I mean, it's no good, especially with the with the atmosphere, learning the games. I mean, that, obviously we won there yesterday, but it didn't sound great in TV. I would hope they come back. Especially with that game against Rangers next month. I mean, no having like an atmosphere that are friends in that would be weird. I mean, I know you talk about that 3 nothing game in February 2022, but the atmosphere was amazing. So no, I'd like it to get sorted, but I can't see that happening anytime soon. Sam Malky asks, is there any point in VAR after the attempted murder on Kyogo? No, 
No, we, we should. Celtic should withdraw funding for it, but we won't. Celtic Basic asks, can Celtic go and win the season unbeaten? No, I mean, we didn't even do that under Ange. We threw games away at the end of last season. So, well, no, we'll, as soon as the league's won, the players will just go into default mode. Oli P43. I don't know what he's meaning here. Ops on Perth. Opinions on Perth, does he mean? A boring dump. Do you like Perth? No, there's nothing there. Did they, did they, they're good bakeries, though. Or oh, you're one of the veggies, aren't you? Aye, no, I've not been to Perth for years, but whenever I used to go to see Celtic up there... The Tesco? Ah, but it's, it's like, sort of reminded me of Livingston, like nothing beside the stadium. Like, when, when we used to go to Livingston, they used to shut like, everything. And, but at St John's Stadium, there's fuck all. So no, it's a, it's a bit of a boring dump. Although, they are supposedly building some museum up here for something else, maybe brilliant. So maybe that'll make it good. It's going to have the Stone of Destiny in it, you know that sort of famous Scottish thing? Aye. That's going to be in it. It's like the history of Scotland Museum or something in Perth. So there you good go. for Perth. Still a boring dump. McVeigh in 1979, what other Celtic podcasts do you listen to? None, basically. I don't listen to any football podcasts. No, no. no, no. You're, you're quite ignorant that way, aren't you? Thank you. You don't brother. really listen back to the gig pods, don't you? Know? Exactly. No, I don't listen to any football podcasts at all. Sean Cass, best boozer in Glasgow, out with Molly Malone's, of course. I like the hole. What down at Sucky Hill Street? Aye, they showed right. They, they showed darts though. On the telly, that's one of the few places that we go in and ask and they show darts. Um, nice and sleazy is good as well because they've started selling my favourite drink, Pat's Blue Ribbon and Draft. Would you believe? So that's good as well. None in Mary Hall or Somerset though. O'Neill's is good. And one of your pals loves the one in Merchant City, didn't he? I like that one too. The Green Blazers kill me. What about uh, CCV and Graces? And that was a weird one. Very. Uh, does that mean he's going to leave to go to Saudi Arabia in the January transfer window? Probably take Mario Powell's black cards for that as well, no doubt. We won't name him. No, we will not. No, I mean, the black card for Graces. A, a low point. That was a low point when we found out about that. But O'Neill's is good, like, for a Celtic celebration. Like, we went there after the... No, we went there to watch his Rangers semi-final. And me, you and someone who won't be named... But my cousin was, I know this is a tangent, but my cousin said so she couldn't understand how, like, Merlton City's turned into, like, Celtic pub land. It never used to be, did it, though? No, no, like, practically every, well, apart from one, but every pub down there is, like, major Celtic, when, and if we win the league, or, I bet, in fact, if we beat Rangers in December, people will go down there to celebrate again. No, I know in December. And they will. The pubs will be mobbed. Oh, the pubs? Aye. For you by, like, no, 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 no. No, that'll happen when Rangers win the League Cup. <laughs> I bet I bet it. But uh, no, definitely the ones that I mentioned are my favourites. Okay, so that's the end of Ask Rizzo and that's the end of the pod. So Stevie, thank you for doing this when you're so ill. What a legend, Joe. Obviously there's no Celtic next week. What are our plans? When's the next pod? I'll let you decide live on air. I don't know. Let me just see, see if I can get through the next couple of days, John, without feeling like this. I'll, I'll think you a plan for the pod. Yes, we will be back sooner rather than later, of course, and we will be back non-stop, probably between noon. All right, Ange. <laughs> oh, look, mate, there's loads of great podcasts, but none are as good as GigPod. Right, so you can catch us in all the usual places where you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe. That's the most important part. Subscribe on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other places that you listen to is. And you can catch Stevie on Instagram at GigPod. Not threads though, because nobody bothers with that website. And we will be back sooner or later. We'll be back. If we're not back next week, we'll be back after the Motherwell game and we'll have loads of pods like, to deal with the, the games we've got between now and Christmas. What a, what a treat for the, the GigPod family. 
and we'll have episode 200 to eight. We'll maybe use that one to talk about how great we are for about a minute. Only two episodes away, so there you go. Right. Right. We're three years old, do you believe it? We are, that's right. We, when did we return November? We returned in November 2020, but bear in mind, we did start in 2016. Then we took a couple of years off. Yes. And But now we're, we're back in situ. 200 episodes, my God. We should we should buy ourselves a cake for that. Got to wonder, didn't you? What is wrong with people that they give us this much attention? I know. But the fact, what would we do without them? It's, they're a, mental here, health, they're it's here, a mental health crisis. They're there and they're always there. Right, so you know what to do, of course. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us reviews as well. I know we've had some reviews recently telling us that we're good on the Apple Podcast, so thanks for that. And we will be back sooner rather than later. Right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Thank, extra special thanks for Stevie again. Now he's sick bed. And hail, hail. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.